to the Gaming Disorder Podcast. I am your host, the Forte Jorge. With me today for a very special episode for the first time, Kelsey, tell me a little bit about how your week has been going. Uh, I can't really complain. I'm, you know, just pretty much surviving through just waiting for the PS5. Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> today is Monday the 12th, so at the time of recording, we are one month away. So yes. we're, we're almost there. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I know it's been a little bit crazy over here with work for me because I am on call for after hours emergencies and sometimes in the middle of doing something and someone calls and they go, like, oh, hey, my AC's not working or hey, I don't have any power, stuff like that. Yeah. So I've been kind of like back and forth. I've literally been like the last three days has been just a fog of me playing games, sleeping on my couch and like waking up randomly in the middle of the night. So yeah, I feel delirious. I'm like, what day is it even? So I feel like things have been so wild that I haven't even been able to focus on any like newer games I've wanted to play because mm-hmm. I've just been like I'm so tired I just want to like lose myself in something I'm familiar with just replay the same stuff over and over again oh trust me I'm kind <laughs> of in the same because it's uh, I love that meme that is like oh it's like the squirtles and they're all like in a group together and they're all happy and it's like oh the last 15 games that I've bought <laughs> and never finished and then there's like one more it's like oh another game I just bought for yep. no you know and I was like that that's that literally sums it up because that's me my I, backlog is huge <laughs> yeah I think when I look at my PlayStation library it tells me I have like 327 games and I'm like how and then I look and I was like oh yeah there's so many titles here that I don't even remember buying so one day I'm hoping like they just like are like hey we love the work that you're doing here why don't you take like a month off yeah and I'm like thanks work you're right I have been working pretty hard and then I can just like burn through all my stuff but honestly it'll probably be just a full month of me playing the same four games that I play anyway so I just know myself and it's like if it's not from soft I don't want to play it so I'm just like stuck in that but I remember like last October I can't remember what site posted it but they were talking about like really good spooky games you can play and so like I screenshot a bunch of them to like make a list so I could Mm -hmm. buy them on my PlayStation and I just re-downloaded a bunch of those and I haven't even touched them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bane of my existence is when I turn my PlayStation on. It's like, oh, we're having a sale. I was like, oh, say less. <laughs> and then I'm scrolling through everyone. I was like, maybe I'll get to this. Maybe I've been like Far Cry New Dawn. I think I've had on my list where I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely get to this because I've played like the last four Far Cry games. So I'm, I'm just I know myself, but that doesn't help. It's yeah, exactly. Like worse because it's like no, you know better. And it's like no, no, I don't. Don't tell me what I know. <laughs> I have to turn off like the notifications from PlayStation on my system so they don't tell me. Oh yeah. Things, because like any time that big in Japan sale oh, happens, I'm like, I like oh, I was like, oh well, maybe I will play everybody's golf that I bought yeah. for seven dollars. 
but no, th- so this is for those of you listening out here, our third in our line of kind of community outreach episodes. I had actually reached out to Kelsey on Instagram because I think I had told you we had a brief conversation the other day uh, once we were talking about having you on and you know we coordinated schedules and I I thought it would be really good to have you because your whole vibe for playing games seems a lot similar to like mine and once you heard the show and you told me you were into it I was like perfect so like someone gets it you know it makes <laughs> sense and the reason I was super excited for this one is because you're the first person who I'm actually having on the show who I actually don't know mm-hmm. and I mean that in the sense of Waylon, I met him through a friend of mine and then we became friends Kenny I had known for years and I had him on the show you're the first person who I actually have had on the show where I don't have like a, an established past with. So I, I was super into the conversation that we were having. And then we did like a little practice run the other day and it just clicked mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. You know, I obviously I don't want to speak for you or anything like that. Oh, no. As soon as we we stopped talking, I was like texting friends. I was like, oh, my God, it went so well. Like, I feel so comfortable with it. It was great. Yeah. Well, I'm obviously <laughs> glad to hear it. I'm glad to have you here. Before we kind of go into a little bit of a deep dive of who you are, what you do, what your tale is, what your experiences are, uh, we can go ahead and just get into our news drop for the week. This week, we only have really one thing that kind of stood out to me, and it was actually an article that I came across on GameSpot done by Haley Williams. So if you guys are on GameSpot, I'm one of the things that someone actually pointed out to me was like hey you know you reference articles and stuff like that so i want to make sure that i'm giving the website and the people who wrote them you know their props so if you happen to find yourself on gamestop or want to read more in depth about the story uh this is Haley williams over there and they are talking about how sony is actually going to be updating the process of buying games for the psp the ps3 and the vita so you will no longer be able to go online or on mobile to purchase any apps, games, or themes for those three systems. Now, if you want to buy titles for the PS3 and the Vita, it has to be done remotely from the console itself. Now, it's pretty interesting because I don't know if I've ever bought a game using the mobile site for the PlayStation. I think only recently I've started using the PlayStation Store app, but that's only been for my PS4. I don't know if I've ever done it for Vita or PS3, so... Have, tell me, because have you ever gone online to buy them or purchased it like while you were at work or something like that? Have you was um, that even something you had done before? For my, I'm just like you. Like for my PS4, I definitely use the app a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I have gone on just to see like if I just have some spare time and I'm just thinking about video games. I'm like, oh man, I need to like up, get some new stuff for my Vita, add mm-hmm. more stuff to my freaking backlog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Greatest thing ever. Um. Yeah. yeah so like. I, I've done it before, but usually when it especially when it comes to my Vita, I'm always buying import games because mm. it's it's just more of the titles I'm into. Um, I like things like that, so I, it doesn't really concern me that much to be honest. Yeah. And with the PS3, they're having Demon Souls on the PS5. You know, they're having Scott Pilgrim. Yes, um, finally, the return. <laughs> yeah. So it's like really the only thing I super need is Jet Set, and then yeah. I 
don't really need my PS3. <laughs> yeah, I have, I think it's, I still have my PS3. The only thing that I have on it that I'm like, oh, I can kind of only play this here is the Metal Gear Legacy Collection. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. But there's been rumorings about a Metal Gear remake coming on PS5. I kind of hope that happens. But this to me signified like we are one step closer to the nail in the coffin of the Vita. At least yeah. in my, because I, I die hard love the Vita. Same. You expressed the same sentiment to me, and I was like, oh, okay. So finally, an intellectual who gets <laughs> it, because I, I would take a bullet for the Vita. Like the Vita walked so that the Switch could crawl. Oh yeah, in my absolutely. Opinion. And I say that as someone who has a, both a Nintendo Switch and a Nintendo Switch Lite. Um, they're I, they're both great, but I always go to my Vita first. That's always my go-to. Yeah, I have the Gundam one that was in Japan that they released. So dang, I love that one. It's the white one uh, with the upgraded charger and the battery, but it didn't have the original OLED screen. It just had mm-hmm. the LED screen. And then I have my OG Vita. It's still trucking along. Like, it's still there. It still has... A shit ton of PS1 games, really obscure games on it. So I, yeah, the Vita is like my live stream. So what happened when I had my first Vita was it was actually stolen. Oh, no. um, so my first Vita was stolen. All my cards, uh, or like all my games, my memory card was stolen, which like those are expensive. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Sony and they're like, hey, you know what we'll do? We'll make proprietary memory cards that are insanely expensive. Yeah. So like... When that first happened, I mean, I literally cried for weeks. Like I was, yeah. I was so upset because, like that, that was my baby. Um, so I lost everything, and like I said, I import a lot of games, so it is kind of hard to find some of those now. So like now with my second run of my Vita, I'm not as crazy about it. Like I still love it. I still, you know, talk it up no matter what. But I feel like, I don't know, because I'm not. I'm not as as attached to it, I guess mm-hmm. I would say. I'm not super upset about this. Like it sucks, but also it's just like it's technology, you know? It's Yeah. We're going to lose things that we cherish so much, but it's going to bring out better things. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's so funny cuz I was like, "Oh, well, as long as I can still buy games digitally on the Vita, mm-hmm. and then a lot of the games I actually have on it are physically um are the carts so mm-hmm. uh, part of me is like okay this isn't really that big of a deal but i'm sure to some people out there this will be like oh that this was probably maybe like a main way that they were doing it yeah and, absolutely and then i actually found out something interesting reading the article that the only way to get psp games digitally is you have to buy them on your ps3 and then hook up your psp mm-hmm. to it <laughs> so i didn't even know that and then part of me was like yeah when was the last time you went on the PSP market on the PSP because I still have a PSP as well and I'm like yeah I can tell myself when I'm like can the PSP even connect to Wi-Fi like <laughs> it's been so long so yeah my my Vita struggles to connect to Wi-Fi sometimes yeah I would say my PS3 is worse off in connecting <laughs> yeah so I just thought that that was an interesting article that kind of hit close to home for me because like I said you you are obviously a you know a Vita fanatic just like I am so I thought it was pretty relevant and you know it's like one more one more thing in the, on the checklist for them to like bury this thing in the ground and meanwhile yeah. I'm here like waving the flag like no it's still okay it's still good yeah and and that's kind of like disheartening too because I mean like I've mentioned to you before like I work at GameStop so I mean obviously right now we don't have anything because of the pandemic and you know companies 
making things is a much slower pace. So we don't have much, but it's really heartbreaking having to shift your store around and get rid of those like displays and stuff oh, like that. Sure. Like it's, you know, things get clearanced out and you're just like, Ugh, no, my heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because anytime, like I love like going to pawn shops. I just like mm-hmm. pop in real quick. I'm going to see, let's see what they have. And I love Blu-rays and stuff like that. And I always look on like Maybe they'll have like a new Vita for like 70 bucks. They never do. But uh, I did every once in a while. I go on like a Facebook marketplace or like offer up and let go. And I try to find stuff on there. And so I was like, oh, hey, I got a Vita for my son. He doesn't play it. They give me like mm-hmm. 80 bucks. And I'm like, hey, it's kind of far. I'll give you 50 bucks for it. He's like, all right, cool. Thanks. I was like, yeah, you ingrate. You don't even know. You don't even know what you have. It's um, not so nice too when you run into stuff like that. You're like, Oh, this collector's edition, you only want twenty dollars? Yeah, what? exactly. <laughs> oh god, it's crazy. It's like you don't even know. I had it's so weird because I got my the switch that I have, I got it from a guy who was in the hospital, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. He had it on offer up and let go. I was getting ready to go on a trip to Orlando. I didn't know anything about his situation and I was like leaving that day. So I was like, Hey, I'd really like to get this from you. He had it for a great price. And he had a few really good games with it. And I was like, hey, um, I'm leaving for Orlando tonight. I really love to get this before um, I head out. Uh, let me know if you're able to do it. I can meet up with you. And he's like, oh, yeah, um, meet me over here. And I'm like, this is a hospital. He's like, yeah, I'm currently in the hospital. I was like, what? You could have said that. <laughs> like, instead of me meeting you here like a drug dealer and being like, hey, man, <laughs> let me get that switch. And then, yeah, he met me in my car, gave me the switch with all the stuff, and I gave him the money. He came out in the gown. And I, like, like uh, I didn't want to be like, hey, man, what's wrong with you? Like... <laughs> You could have told me no, like, but yeah, yeah, that was a pretty interesting story. But and then I got a switch light. But yeah, so for any of those uh, people out there listening, I uh, hope you weren't looking forward to buying Fat Princess on the PSP or the Vita on mobile because you can no longer do that. Now you actually have to turn on your Vita and do it like a true patriot. <laughs> but let me tell you, Fat Princess is worth it. Yeah, Fat Princess. Uh, first of all, I loved that weird, quirky era of Sony. Where yeah. They were like, let's just, let's just, what was it about? Oh, it's about a princess who you have to protect your, her little guards, and then how you keep them from taking her is you, you make her fat by yep. having her eat cake. Cake, yep. I was like, that's great. That's the greatest thing ever. So. <laughs> I think on my PS3, one of the, like, growing up, because, like, I have an older brother, um, mm-hmm. I'm the youngest or whatever, so, like, there were times where he had the systems so i would have to watch him play or if he actually let me play he let me play mm-hmm. and one of my favorite ones was castle crashers and oh, fat yeah. princess fat princess that was when they had uh playstation minis they mm-hmm. weren't even like i guess indie wasn't it wasn't really a super knowledgeable term yet or it wasn't like a term that we use today because now you say indie game i feel like anyone who's in games understands what that term means yeah but yeah they had they're like oh well that's a downloadable game well it's like well now every game is a downloadable game so yeah yeah so yeah so why don't we just get right into it then you know you've already started so tell me how did you first get into games what experiences do you have like where are you currently like tell me your tale yeah absolutely um so it, it pretty much started with my older brother like He's uh, four years older than me, so he had all the consoles and everything like that. I can't remember what was the first, like, ever thing that I watched him play, but I remember one of the first games that he actually let me play was EverQuest Online. (laughs) I was obsessed with it. It was, like, one of my favorite things. I remember always seeing, like, ads for it. 
and me being younger not understanding because uh, you're talking about on the computer correct um it was on the playstation actually oh, the one it? i played yeah gotcha because i always assumed everquest was a computer game so i was like this is not pertaining to me it it was really weird um yeah it was it was on the playstation i remember i always played a necromancer and i just thought this is so cool which led me into like being obsessed with world of warcraft mm-hmm. um but like that was one of the games that i i like, very like remember just falling into like falling in love with video games mm-hmm. then there was like power stone on the dreamcast was one of my favorites oh, yeah. <laughs> which you can get on the vita yeah dreamcast the <laughs> The greatest system that never was. Exactly. Uh, it was so ahead of its time. It honestly was. I would do anything to have that. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what that looks like right now. Like, how pertinent is the internet connectivity to the Dreamcast? Because the Dreamcast came out in the late 90s, I believe, or like the really early 2000s. And you could connect it to the, to the internet via mm-hmm. a phone cable. So I wonder, like, if you had a Dreamcast and you had, like, Crazy Taxi, if you could play it. I, I'm <laughs> curious, because I never had one, so I genuinely don't know. Someone let us know. Someone yeah. figure this out and please tell us. <laughs> Someone give me a Dreamcast is what she just said, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, like, playing a lot of that stuff. I feel like the one thing that got me into, like, wanting my own system and everything like that was actually playing Dead or Alive and then my first console was a GameCube. Mm. So I got into, you know, I played the Mario games, all that fun stuff. And then, oh gosh, what was the one fighting game on there? I can't even remember. Fighter or Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. Yeah. The That's one with it. Link. And I like lost my mind. I was like, oh, this yeah. is so cool. <laughs> I do remember that being a time because it's actually funny. I was living in the same city that I am now. And for those of you who don't know, I've moved around a lot in between. So this is before I kind of started moving around. And I remember how cool it was because each system launch of Soul Calibur had its unique character to it. So if you bought it mm-hmm. on the GameCube, you got Link. If you bought it on the PlayStation, I'm pretty sure you could play as Hihachi from Tekken. And if you bought it on the Xbox, for some reason, you could play as Spawn. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know if we've seen something similar to that. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you have certain little collaborations here and there. But to my knowledge, like nothing that big. That would be my only reason for buying an Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> to play as Spawn. <laughs> play as Spawn. Yeah, Spawn, I think it was called like Eternal... Not Eternal Darkness or something, but I do remember that Spawn game pre- being pretty badass on the PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I feel like growing up, I obviously I played a ton of RuneScape. Oh my god, did I play so much RuneScape? Like a gross amount. Dabbing in the chest right now. I remember just sitting there like, oh, just fishing for lobsters. Yeah, to yeah. Sell. And then, like an idiot, like an idiot, like an absolute idiot. I was in, like, one of the towns, and someone was like, oh, did you know? And mind you, I didn't know anything about anything at this time. And someone was like, oh, did you know that if you type your password, that it's automatically (laughs) blocked out? And I did it, and someone stole my account. Like I said, 100% my fault. So after that, I think I started again, and then I was like, "Ah, I'm not doing this. But yes, I remember being, like, 13, 14, and being super into it with, like, a couple of my friends in the neighborhood. Yeah. And that, that, it's funny because that online game is where it started my whole, like, for the longest time, I never 
got on a headset. I never spoke to people mm-hmm. because I'm a female. Mm-hmm. So that actually started it because people, you know, in RuneScape, I don't know if you remember this just always happening, but like people asking other people that were like girl characters to be their girlfriends and stuff yeah. like that. And mind you, I'm in elementary school. I have no idea who these people yeah. are. Like I, who, what? No. <laughs> this is going to sound really, really nerdy. <laughs> But I remember, I'm going to say attending, even though attending is not the term, but there were two people who got married in the game yep. who they were actually older. Mm-hmm. And I just knew them through an older friend of mine, Jason. He's like, yeah, this is like my older whatever. And he's like, in him and his, you know, girlfriend, fiance, whatever, they were super into it and they got married in the game. And then I remember being in the game while it was happening and I was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. And then I'm looking back at it, I kind of like cringe. I'm like, oh, but that's cool. I'm like, oh, you know, obviously the show is about being passionate and loving games. So I think when it comes to things like that, if you build a connection with someone, because like I said before, like my best friend, Jorge, like we met on World of Warcraft when I was in high school. We've been best friends ever since. We went to BlizzCon together. Like, you know, like Oh, you mean where conventions are a thing? Oh, yeah. I'm so sad. (laughs) But, yeah, you know, so it's like, if you have that connection with someone, I think online gaming is good for that. I mean, you know, in some cases, people do ruin that stuff, just like in everything. But I think it's great to get to know people through gaming because you're both, you have this love for something. So it's, I don't know. I think it, it can be very healthy. Of course, it's just like you sharing two things that you're both passionate about. Why is it any different than like, oh, we're both super into like golf or we're both super into, you know, what have you. So it's to me, it's just as valid as anything else, because I've always been of the mind of like, who's to say that one thing is valid or isn't valid just Mm -hmm. because you don't understand like the culture behind it or, you know, the involvement behind it even. So. So, yeah. So you were telling me about RuneScape a little bit. And you said you were in high school, correct? Uh, for RuneScape, I was like in elementary, oh, elementary school, school and like gotcha. middle school. At that time, I was like living in Indiana, so I was like a long you were time ago. Living in India? In Indiana. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wow, you were living in India. That's pretty cool. That would be really cool. Yeah, I was like, you threw that in nonchalant. I was like, yeah, I was just living in India for like a majority. No big of my deal. Life. Yeah, just no big <laughs> deal. Um, wow. So okay, Indiana, and now you live in, in Michigan. Michigan. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. I moved Mm -hmm. off. I've moved all over. Oh, same. Yeah. I've (laughs) lived in so many different cities in Florida that I don't even count them anymore. But I know for a fact I've moved over 30 times in my life because one day I counted and I was like, wow, this is depressing. That's a lot. Damn. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I've basically moved like every year, year and a half up until the time I was like 20. Yeah. I, with my, um, dad's job growing up, we moved like every four years. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'm Canadian. So mm-hmm. I was born in Canada, and then we've pretty much moved all over in the States and stuff for his job. Oh, nice. After your, you know, elementary middle school years, you say you started with the GameCube. Yeah. Oh, Then you said it. that was, like, your first console. Yeah, that was my first, like, own console. Mm-hmm. Um, loved it dearly. Um, my next one was a PS3, but I didn't get it, like, at launch or anything like that. I actually got it later on. I was more like physically social so I would like go out with my friends and stuff like that and you know be more active and and stuff like that which I am now still but I do rather prefer coming home from work and just zoning out on Dark Souls or something 100% which I guess would be 
a pretty good transition because from what I know about you, like I said, with the exception of the few back and forth emails and texts that we've had, mm-hmm. um, you seem to be a Soulsborne specialist. Oh God, I love and them. <laughs> that is super intriguing to me because of the fact that I say that I have very limited experience with those games, as does Dylan. So I really like when someone has like a specialty, like this is my thing, that it's not a part of what I'm used to, because then it allows me to learn more on a personal level, because I think I'd always rather hear about games from people as opposed to like reading stuff online that was done for like an article mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, absolutely. You sound pretty ingrained in that in that community. So tell me, how did that start? Uh, I've had a lot of influence from my brother when it comes to video games. Um, Just him and his friends, they were always playing different things and stuff. And the first time I ever watched my brother play Demon Souls, I I fell in love. I just think it's incredible. (laughs) The Dark Souls games in in Bloodborne, obviously Bloodborne is one of my favorites. It's just one of those games where I know we've talked about mental health and stuff, but it's just you just lose yourself. You get so like you just dive into the world and the challenge is so much fun for me that I love it. And it's obviously why I go for platinum (laughs) for a lot of these games. (laughs) Which I will commend you because some of those games from what I understand are excruciatingly hard. (laughs) Like I said, I have the Platinum in Bloodborne only because I ran through it with a friend of mine. And Mm -hmm. he was kind of telling me stuff ahead of time. Like, hey, just so you know, you're going to open this shortcut here so you don't have to go all the way around. Yeah. You're going to check around this corner and then a giant spider is going to fall on your face. And I was like, ah, no, no, I don't (laughs) fuck with that. So It's a lot of times people, you know, a lot of my friends, they know I'm into these games and stuff like that. And they'll be like, oh, have you watched this one person do a speed run and blah, blah, blah. I'm not into speedruns because the games are about loot and lore. Like, you you can't... I mean, I guess if you don't care, but I probably care too much about this stuff. Like, if I'm yeah. if I'm showing someone how to play the game, like, I'm like, oh, that item you just picked up, like, read the description, you know, mm-hmm. do this, this, and this. That stuff is so important to me because it's just so cool how it all just pieces together. Yeah. It's so weird and so cool. Yeah, and it's it's a game that really rewards you. Oh, and yeah. I don't mean in the literal sense of like, here's a reward. No, it's yeah. <laughs> the reward is going over the hurdle. Yeah. You know, I remember, is it the cleric beast in Bloodborne, which is like the first big the first boss one? you fight? Yep. <laughs> and I remember dying multiple times. And when I finally did it, I kid you not, I like, I like jumped up. I was like, fuck you, you piece of shit. <laughs> That's because, the best reaction. <laughs> yeah, because I just got like the best feeling of like, I did it. And then, yeah. especially with platinums and things like that having a mark that tells everyone that you did it you know exactly so yeah so obviously your your preference for these you know grueling games so let me ask you i think you said bloodborne is your favorite in the franchise correct just from from soft in the genre yes of... mm-hmm. i love bloodborne because i love dark souls too like i mm-hmm. i think they're they're great like they're all just awesome but bloodborne was just so different and i know a lot of people will agree with me and maybe some won't but everything is more aggressive Yes. which is how I like to play. Dark Souls, I rarely use a shield. I don't block. I want to I wanna come in and I want to just keep hitting you. <laughs> yeah, dodge roll over here and then just keep going <laughs> Exactly. Like, I'll dodge roll. That's fine. I can I can do that. I don't super care about the parry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, I, you know, use a scythe or a two-handed weapon. <laughs> yeah. I'll and I just honest. go in and hit. <laughs> yeah. This will be, like, one of my quote-unquote gamer confessions where it's kind of like a dark secret. 
that I hold and I don't really tell too many people. And now I'm telling everyone. I and guess. now everyone's going to know. Now everyone's <laughs> going to know. I fucking hate parrying in games because I feel like something in my weird lizard brain doesn't connect the two. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I see an enemy about to attack, I just start spamming the parry button mm-hmm. in the hope that it matches up yeah. with the hit because I'm not good at it. I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima right now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll find like a low level enemy is just like just an unarmored guy with a sword. Mm-hmm. And I just practice parrying with him. I don't even kill yeah. him. Even though I could have killed him like 12 minutes ago, I just <laughs> let him keep swinging to practice. And I'm like, why am I so dog shit at this one particular <laughs> aspect? <laughs> I'm not bad at it. I'm just, I know it's a big part of the game, like getting the backstabs and like those those scene kills and stuff like that. Like I know it's part of the game. I just want to like fight club. You know what I mean? Just like beat the crap out of each other. Like I love that. So another reason I love Bloodborne is because in my opinion, from my experiences, invaders don't run away. They don't run away into enemies trying to get you hit by other things on top of getting pummeled by them mm-hmm. which they do in dark souls a lot uh, um so bloodborne it's just you know you do your bow and then you just go at it so if you parry me and get that kill like i'm literally clapping in real life like yes that was such a good fight like wait, i loved it wait to kill me good job <laughs> yeah me, dog. exactly and it's just like when people run away in dark souls because um like i said i platinum dark souls 3 this year and then i also helped friends you know go through their games it drives me insane Mm -hmm. (laughs) when people do that stuff Ah. like just fight me please like my friends will even stay back so it's a fair fight (laughs) but it's just like it drives me insane like i just want to fight you like one of us is gonna die that's how this has to end right (laughs) so let's just do this (laughs) That's so funny. So <laughs> let me let me ask you this, and not including Bloodborne, because mm-hmm. obviously I've played in, in, in Platinum that one. If I were to decide to get into any of the Souls games, because I hear differing opinions, but mm-hmm. you this is like your jam, like this is like <laughs> your your thing. Mm-hmm. Which would you recommend that I should I start off in order of release? Is there one better than the other? Which one would you recommend? Right now, I'm trying to go back through and actually platinum uh, Dark Souls Remaster, mm-hmm. which I don't think I'll do before Demon Souls comes out. Okay. Um, I will say I platinum Bloodborne and then I platinum Dark Souls 3. I regret doing that. Oh, okay. Because Dark Souls 3 is phenomenal. Okay. It's incredible. I think going back to the older games first you know finishing those whether you get a platinum or not is much better than going to the newer games because obviously it's going to be much different it's going to be you know cleaner and it's so hard for me to actually have interest in the older ones now because i have you know 500 plus hours in dark souls 3 right okay that does make sense <laughs> it's I'm... that game's beautiful the yeah. dlc is phenomenal and I'm actually very curious because I own all of them. Mm-hmm. I really do. And then mm-hmm. I don't remember which one it was that I was playing in. And I like run into the first little area. And I think there's spiders there or like some little creatures. And they murder my shit. And then I got a trophy. <laughs> and it was like, welcome to Dark Souls. And I was like, oh, okay. Then I'm just trash then. But <laughs> Yeah, it's, I, ki- it's kind of like the wolf in Bloodborne. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. When you when you're in the sick room. <laughs> so, I'm gonna tell a funny story. You might appreciate this, being such a Bloodborne fan. I've had Bloodborne, I think, since the year it came out. Mm-hmm. And I got it like maybe two months after release. My friend Kevin and his brother Ryan were playing it. Like, man, you gotta try it. It's really cool. I was like, okay. And I think I even had spoken to you about the gothic aesthetic never really being my thin my yeah. thing until Bloodborne made it make sense. And I was Same. like, this is dope. Yeah. So you had that area and you're just fist fighting with a werewolf and he <laughs> killed me. I actually, because I bought the game physically, I went and traded it in because <laughs> I did not know how to get out of the hunter's dream. Yeah. I spent maybe 20 minutes running around and then I come to find out you have to go to this one particular grave yep. or like one of the little skull guys and they, <laughs> they let you, you know, respawn. Mm-hmm. And because I couldn't get out of the hunter's dream, I was like, oh, okay, so I'm, I'm this isn't for me then. So, but then I, I, gave, I gave it its fair share and I'm, I'm really glad I did because I like games, much like horror movies, that make me uncomfortable. Yeah. And some of the bosses, and not even bosses, just regular enemies in, in Bloodborne make me super uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I yeah. don't like you. The brain and I want beast. you to die. Yes, the brain like, beast. If I see frenzy again, I'm gonna punch my TV. Yeah, and then what <laughs> are the guys that? Is it those that they just look like neurons on the brain? You know what I'm talking about? I really wish I knew a better way to describe that so I didn't sound so dumb. But they're like these. They look like a giant nervous system, and they're white, and. Oh, oh, I think God. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's an area I don't where know their names, like a but bunch of them. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I just can't think of like the name. Yeah, and then the big statuesque guys that just their face doesn't change. Yeah. <laughs> Those dudes. I'm like, yo, do something. Like, emote. Like, show me something. But the fact that they don't, that they're just like stone-faced the whole time, that that's what makes it more uncomfortable for me. And then, of course, the first time I got picked up by a... Uh, by uh Amidala. Yeah. yeah i was like oh what the fuck because i think i, <laughs> I was have... stoked yeah the first time i you didn't have enough of this one stat so you couldn't see it picking you up mm-hmm. and then it killed me and then I, I i was playing my friend around i'm like what the fuck just happened he's like trust me it's fine i'm like is it because i just fucking died and i don't know why <laughs> that's what i tell my friends every time i play with them too i'm like yeah don't worry about it you're gonna get grabbed no big deal it's fine We'll just move on. See, because you're, 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 you're a sensible person. You told them it was coming up. He didn't yeah. tell me anything. He's like, oh, just just go over there. I'm like, why? No, He's like, I don't I want. He's like, just do it. I don't want anyone to panic. Yeah. Because it, it is, it's very shocking when it first happens and you don't know what's coming. I mean, that was me, but also, like, I was so pumped, like, just gripping my controller with excitement. Like, oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Ryan, if you're listening to this, I fucking hate you. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, that was that was not a fun moment. But then it was because now I like reflect on it, and I was like, man, that is so cool. And to the point where I was like, even though I platinumed it, I, I had told you about wanting to go through and shuffle all the stuff in my cloud to see if I have my my new game plus on there. Because if I do, mm-hmm. then I'd love to start over. Because I think up until the end game, I took uh, the amygdala's arm as my main weapon. Nice. And, then, and then I had the I know for a good portion of the game I also used the giant pizza cutter I don't really remember what it's called <laughs> and then I had like what looked like a wheel it was like a giant wheel that's uh I'm butchering these things I know you love this game so that, much I think I'm that one's called like Ludwig's wheel Ludwig's or something wheel, like yes. that yeah 
Um, yeah. I honestly, I am one of those people that uses the starting weapon that I choose, yeah. and I go until I get the weapon I want. So like, on my new game, um, my new game five character, mm-hmm. I use Eileen's blades, mm-hmm. blades of mercy, and I also use the burial blade, I think, and that's Garim's the last boss. It's his weapon. Mm-hmm. It's a scythe. I use those two. Oh yes, the guy in the wheelchair. Yep. Yes. Um, so those are the two I mainly use. My last one, I the playthrough I finished in March. That one, that's new playthrough, so just single character. I still have Garam up. Not going to mm-hmm. fight him, so I have all the lamps open to help people. Nice. So um, kind. Because yeah. <laughs> when I was, before I started uh, playing with Ryan, I was remember I asked a couple of other my friends, and they're like, I do not want to play, I do not want to replay Bloodborne. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I was like, that's cool. And then there are certain areas that it's just like, honestly, I can't imagine how long. Because my thing is, I always try to figure out stuff for a really long time before I look it up online. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm like, I want to figure it out on my own. The so, best thing about these games is just going in blind. I mean, there's so many little things that you can miss and will miss. And then when you go back, you know, and go into your new game, you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. That's why. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> and that's and that's fun. It's that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's rewarding. The experience is rewarding. It's literally not exactly. about the destination. It's about the journey. Yeah, just uh, look at the scenery. Look at the characters. Like it's it's so much fun and it's so weird and just not like a lot of other things out there, which is another reason why I love them so much. Yeah. When Do people you... compare <laughs> other games, they're like, oh, it's you know, it's very Souls like. I'm like. <laughs> Is it? What does that also mean <laughs> now? Because I feel like everyone throws in Souls Light to describe something. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, I feel like that term has lost its meaning. Exactly. And they're like, that's Whoa. I feel the same way. Yeah. So it's like when people say, oh, like now every game has RPG elements. Like I remember when yeah. that term started going, it's like, oh, now it has RPG elements. I was like, well, technically, if we're going by what RPG means, which means role playing game. Any game where you're playing a character is you playing that role. So, <laughs> yeah. like, what are we really saying here? Like, verbiage in video games has always fascinated with me because, you know, they're, they're talking about, like, oh, this is, like, a, a Souls-like game. And then they're, like, Souls-light game. And I was like, <laughs> all right, now we're just we're making it harder than this has to be. Like, let's just talk like people. My thing is just, like, it's either a Souls game or mm-hmm. it's not. Right. There's, it's not Souls-like like, what do you mean it's souls? Like, am I going to die 5,000 times and want to break something? Yeah. Or... <laughs> because by that metric, then Pac-Man is a Souls-like game. Because I've died <laughs> so many times in Pac-Man. Like, then if that's what we're going by, then sure. Pac-Man I feel like, is a Souls-like game. I feel like everyone, you know, and maybe this isn't the case. Maybe I'm just thinking this. But I feel like if anyone has trouble in something, they're always just like, oh, it's Souls-like. I'm like, yeah. why? Because yeah. you... You're not that good at it? Yeah. Like, I don't... Because <laughs> we talked about uh, Sekiro, and I had expressed to you about how I wasn't a super big fan of it, because despite the fact that it, I did have those rewarding moments of beating a difficult enemy, mm-hmm. the game's structure, it's basically telling you how it wants you to play. You don't really yeah. have agency over how you defeat enemies like you do in, like, Dark Souls or Bloodborne. The game is like, no, you need to specifically play like this so that you can accomplish what you're trying to do yeah which you know that's probably a big part of why i i didn't i didn't hate the game i just Mm -hmm. didn't care for it 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 honestly it's not something i talk about 
with other people. They're like, oh, what games can you recommend? Well, it's definitely not going to be that one. It's going to yeah. be Neo. Neo is so good. I Yeah, I love Neo. That was literally the first time in the alpha beta where I was like, I'm going to break my PS4. Yeah, I remember when <laughs> Neo 1 came out and I was still buying games physically. Mm-hmm. And I could not find it. I could not find it. It literally, the word got out and they're like, yo, this is good. Like, yep. this is really good. Oh, yeah. And I love the rural Japan setting, like mm-hmm. uh, feudal Japan. And Neo was kind of like a dream game that I always wanted because I always wanted a game that was like, do you want to play as like a ninja? Do you want to play as a samurai? Do you want to use a spear? Do you want to use this weapon? Do you want to use that weapon? And just the stance system of low stance, mid stance, high stance, and how it affects how you use your weapon. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is super cool. And then you can change between them and... Obviously, you have ranged weapons like bows and then flintlock rifles, and I thought that was really awesome. And then Neo 2, of course. They put so much into that game, and I can just, I really appreciate that. Like, all the work and, like, all the little things that go in that game. I mean, it's it's basically my same feelings with, like, PT. Yeah. Like, in that little teaser, the yeah. stuff that went into that teaser is phenomenal like you go up to a light and you could hear the buzzing of the light like that little stuff it means a lot to people and i just i love when people do that it shows like an extra level of of dedication and i love seeing like because to me i look at games like that as like a love letter Mm -hmm. this is one big love letter to this genre this particular emotion that you're trying to convey with whatever it is that you're playing yeah so like pt was it's sad to say pt was too good to be true and then that yeah. turned out to be the case yeah um, because still i heartbroken. love scary shit and the fact that how good it was and then they're like oh by the way it's it's a silent hill teaser and then my head exploded i was like what yeah. i'm like what and they're like yeah it's it's great and then the whole debacle with konami and them removing it and now i still have my other ps4 with pt on it it, it was just great. I think that we will see that again one day in some form. I I, ho- I really hope so. I really think so because I think it's it's almost like a tragedy. I don't know why I, I just thought of it. It's a line from Pineapple Express. He's like, it's a shame. He's like, it's like killing a unicorn with a bomb. Like, <laughs> that's what PT was. It was a unicorn. It was rare. It was beautiful and it was perfect. And then they just murdered it. So I I think it's... It's almost like a sin to leave that how it is because of how great it was. The fact that this demo is on a lot of people's lists of greatest horror games of all time is baffling to me. Right. Especially just being a demo. Like, that's insane. Yeah. And and there's just so much that goes into solving it, which I love. Yes. I love that so much. People were playing that for months before they realized you were supposed to be doing it a certain way. Yep. And I remember, I don't remember who was it tweeted. They're like, oh, yeah, no one has actually found, like, the ultimate secret yet. And this was, like, months after it came out before it was, you know, removed. And I just love stuff like that. I love stuff like that because it's, like, engaging with the community. And it was just too good to be true. I was like, did you, some... did you see that video where they, like, someone went into the game or whatever and they moved your character up and you could actually like float through and you could see the city and like the details and stuff that were actually in everything that you didn't even see i was like this is i it made me so sad i know same like we could have been great (laughs) like we could have 
I was like, no, like it, I it was, was like heartbreaking. I was like on the verge of tears. I think I just took a depression nap the rest of the day. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it's like one day I don't remember who I was talking to, and I know this is gonna seem like a weird comparison. Someone's like, think about some of the recipes that are lost in time because they just naturally died out with their people. Yeah. And like foods that now no one knows about or knows how to prepare something a certain way because they're gone. Yeah. And it's just, to me, that's a shame. So I do believe that PT in some form, whether or not it's actually PT or not, I thought that's what Death Stranding was going to be, to be honest. The more I saw on Death Stranding, I assumed it wasn't going to be that. But when mm-hmm. it when it first came out, you saw Norman Reedus. I was like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> like... And then, first of all, just seeing the first trailers for Death Stranding and when people, first of all, there are a few people in the gaming industry I love more than Hideo Kojima mm-hmm. because I'm like, you're so cool. Yeah. Like, you're the coolest fucking guy ever. Yep. And they're like, oh, well, what is the game about? And he's like, the game has already started. You're like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like... <laughs> He's so weird, but, like, just so smart. He's one of my favorite Instagrams to follow because it's, like, him. When Death Stranding was going on, it's, like, him at a cafe. He's, like, look at this croissant. But then also look at this live replica of a baby that I have. (laughs) (laughs) I was, like, what are you doing? It's so funny because my my friend and I were just hanging out the other day. um, And previously, like, the week before, I had him play his first playthrough of P.T., and I was, like, kind of explaining things because at first I was like, do you want me to explain things or do you just want to, like, figure it out? And eventually got to the point where, like, I had to tell him, like, oh, you, there's something, like, you have to do this and you have to do that. And I was like, oh, and, you know, if you get possessed or whatever, pause immediately because there's a good little sneak peek. Yeah. Um, so things like that. But we were talking about because i don't know if you've seen i have the entire jinji ito leg tattoo you oh yeah i have seen that's actually how i stumbled across her instagram uh for those of you who don't know and that are uncultured swine <laughs> jinji ito a master class in horror manga a master class it is perfection in every sense of the word and i know that that might seem hyperbolic to some but the first time i read uzumaki i lost my shit yeah, same. I could not put it down. I was like, wait, this exists? Yep. Because it was so creepy and well-drawn and detailed. The fact that details around the eyes are exaggerated makes it even more unsettling. And one day I was on Instagram and I was just, you know, you can search for stuff through hashtags. And I was like, I just want to see Junji Ito stuff. And I was scrolling through, scrolling through, and some page had a picture of the back of one of your legs where you have the Junji Ito tattoos. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's super cool. And they tagged you in it. And then I clicked on your page and then I just started following it. And then you started posting like stuff about PlayStation playing. And it's like, oh, okay, that's super cool. That's actually how I actually, I found your page. I was going to say got on your radar. I was like, I don't know if that's the right term or not, but <laughs> that's how I actually came across your page in the first place. So yeah, the sense of horror that comes from something like PT is very reminiscent of something you would come across in like a Junji Ito book. So yeah, I, I was telling my friend of, Cause like on Father's Day, I'll like you need know, to do Happy Father's Day to my dad, and then I'll do it to Shinji Ito. Be like, and then to my other dad, Happy Birthday happy or birthday. Happy Father's Day. And um, I was explaining to him, I was like, Yeah, like Shinji Ito's like my dad, and I was like, and then my dad, dad is like my real dad. And I was right. like, and then Kojima is like daddy. <laughs> right, he's like dad, father, daddy. 
<laughs> and he was like, that is just so spot on. I was like, I mean, it's just how my brain works. <laughs> yeah. And hearing, of course, I know we talked about this briefly, that Junji Ito is doing a animated version of Uzumaki for Adult mm-hmm. Swim, I believe. Yep. And I had mentioned that, I think his name is Cole Stanton, who does the music. Mm-hmm. I... I'm not exaggerating when I say I watch that trailer for Uzumaki maybe at least once a day, guaranteed. <laughs> so I actually went to Crunchyroll Expo when they announced that last mm-hmm. year. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So I live in Michigan. Um, I bought, you know, my plane ticket and tickets to the Expo. I bought one for my sister as well because as soon as they announced that Jinji Ito was going to be there, I was like, I have to meet this man. Yeah. I have to show him my tattoos. Like, yeah. holy crap. Um, and he actually was doing signings. So I had him sign one of my books and then I gave another book of mine to my sister to have mm-hmm. him sign it. And then I actually have his signature tattooed in that leg sleeve. I was about to say, yeah, because it is... And also, they're very, really well done. And I'm not mm-hmm. just saying that because you're on the show because <laughs> my, uh, my brother-in-law, actually, his father owns and runs lucky tattoo supply and Mm -hmm. they are manufacturers of tattoo machines and the factory is in clearwater florida but it's also a tattoo museum so it's Mm -hmm. a small location you walk around they have original flash from all these really famous artists and stuff so that's cool i became really like ingrained in like the tattoo culture and then i started meeting artists that he recommended to me and I buy art from them, and then when they come into town, because a lot of them, none of them are really located in Florida. So mm-hmm. there is this one guy, Greg Christian, who is an awesome tattoo artist. Like, the best way I describe it is he's a tattoo artist, tattoo artist. Yeah. So you know how <laughs> barbers have their barber? Well, yep. that's kind of who this guy is, and he does really great work. I've gotten three tattoos done by him so far. Every time he comes down to a shop in Miami, uh, I always get tattoos by him, but I'll buy stuff from him. I actually just got something from him last week, so that was pretty awesome. And when I remember seeing your your Junji Ito tattoos, I was like, wow, they're actually really well done. Because a lot of people, you know, and I don't want to sound off as, like, pretentious or anything like that, but I thought I knew what good tattoos were until my brother-in-law was like, no, he's like, there's certain things you got to pay attention to mm-hmm. and look at. And then when I see some of yours, I mean guys this literally looks like you took a page from a manga and just stuck it on your leg like that's how it looks it looks incredible so what actually happened with it originally was um the artist um his name is kyle evans he's out here in michigan what happened was he was an apprentice at the shop that i was getting tattooed at by someone else and we had become friends you know through many years of that i hang out with him and his wife all the time and what happened i was like hey i want you to do this leg for me and basically, I had him read all the Jinji Ito books that were out at that time. I was like, hey, I need you to, like, really vibe with this guy. Like, yeah. I, I think you'll love it. And, you know, he does. He's obsessed with Jinji Ito as well now. Awesome. <laughs> so I think that also, you know, him taking the time to look into this stuff and things like that, I think that's also really helped it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it, it turned out incredible and I couldn't be happier. I wish I had more room to add more of his newer work. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny, though, that bond, because, like, when Greg comes into town, he tattoos out of a shop called Love Hate in Miami. Mm -hmm. It's where they filmed the show Miami Ink. And they have the Miami Ink sign outside. But the, the shop is actually called Love Hate. And when I met up with him, you know, I had followed him on Instagram for years. I mean, years before I got my first tattoo by him. And, you know, I met him, super humble guy, tall. I mean, this dude is, like, over six feet tall. 
super chill plaid shirt with like the most subtle Rolex on, but like you would never even know unless you're a watch guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, just a pair of dirty vans. He's like, "Oh, what are you looking to get?" And he he kind of goes through these phases where at one point he'll do these like uh, geometrical flowers, and they almost look like a compass because they're so sharp and they're shape and then mm-hmm. he was doing dragon heads and buddhas and then i was like to be honest i really want one of your dragon heads and he was like okay he's like yeah man that's great he's like i actually have been experimenting with some new stuff and his new thing is because you know he's he's basically like a master in american traditional tattoo and what he does is he's he's experimenting with this style that he adds like these cybernetic components to tra- uh, like traditional designs Mm-hmm. So he showed me one. He's like, actually, he's like, if you want a dragon head, he's like, I've been playing around with this idea, and the dragon that I have tattooed on my arm, like half of it has a cybernetic eye, and it looks like it has an, an antenna, and it's it's just like part of this robotic, part of it is organic. And I remember telling him, he's like, yeah, he's like, I I actually haven't done this on anyone. And when he told me that, I was like, all right, done, let's do it. I was like, <laughs> you haven't done it, so I know you want to do it, so you have that extra level of like excitement to do it because i'm sure you've done this one particular design a thousand times and it's nothing to come in and bang it out but just like you were saying by having him read the books first now there's like this extra level of not motivation but kind of you know like a little bit of involvement other than just like oh let me just do a a regular whatever i feel like doing stuff like that you know if your artist you know artist friend has the time i think it's just cool I mean, same thing, talking about video games, like, building those relationships and stuff like that, when you both have similar interests and are, like, wild about something, it just makes it, you know, so much better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It really does. I completely agree. I have two video game-related tattoos. They're both the same thing, and I'm actually going to get them covered up because it was before I started getting good tattoos. Uh, (laughs) I was drunk one night in New Orleans, and my friend Ashley was like, hey, my friend Charles does tattoos. I'm like, let's go then. And then <laughs> oh, no, that shit's permanent. <laughs> yeah, and then I had... Well, no, actually, that wasn't my first tattoo. It was like my third or fourth. But I have two shittily done Mario stars on my chest. One <laughs> on, like, each peck. What a good spot, too. That's, like, prime location for a good tattoo. <laughs> yeah, luckily, he only did that outline and did it colored. And I was like, come on, man, color it. And he's like, no, I don't have time. Oh, so okay. <laughs> now that I actually know, like, really great tattoo artists like i can't wait to get them covered up with some pretty dope stuff so yeah absolutely yeah i already have one in mind i'm gonna get like this i think i posted on my instagram i don't know if you saw it he sent me this uh, like a seven by 17 and a half he does like these collages of animals and he did like a jesus with like what looks like a perm but the jesus head is a skull and Mm -hmm. i was like oh i'm getting that tattooed on me (laughs) <laughs> he's like oh okay cool i was like yeah let me know when you're down or not i'll come to you because he has a shop in uh cleveland ohio called uh, tattoo faction that oh out owns. near me yeah oh yeah no the shop is incredible like i hope that once covid kind of slows down a bit if he doesn't have any plans on coming back to miami like i'm literally just gonna go to him and just be like look i'm here for the weekend let's knock this stuff out <laughs> just so you know ohio doesn't really have that much um <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but no, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I love tattoos. It's just so cool having art on your body and just being like, yeah. I don't know, just staring at it all the time. It's been, it's so funny because it's kind of annoying when someone comes up to me and they'll see, like, for mo- for the most part at work, like, all of my tattoos, like, if I'm wearing a regular polo shirt and pants, you can't see any of them. Because mm-hmm. my legs are tattooed, uh, not as much as yours, obviously, but uh, my upper arms and on both of my arms are tattooed. 
so you can't really see it. And when I'm wearing shorts and someone's like, oh, they see, like, I have tattoos on my right leg. And they're like, oh, so what does it mean? Yep. And I'm like, <laughs> it means that I saw something and liked it and decided I wanted you to get it. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, see, I got this fire hydrant to represent that one time when you see my uncle, he always used to bring me to a fire hydrant. I'm like, that's cool. And if someone has tattoos because they have a deep meaning, more power to you. Yeah. I'm just letting you know a lot of my tattoos. It's like, okay, you go and you see some art and then you buy it and you put it in your place. Yeah. I'm doing the same thing. I'm just putting it on my body. Yeah. It doesn't have a, like, it, it doesn't, it's not like, and I'm not telling you don't get a tattoo for no reason. But to yeah. be honest, like the last two that I got, I'm like, oh, these are dope. I love them a lot. So let's, let's do it. I mean, like a lot of my stuff or, you know, I have a lot of anime tattoos. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of random stuff and that's fine um people can think whatever they want about my tattoos like it doesn't affect me in any way but it's very annoying when people do comment and they're like oh i would never get random tattoos like good for fucking you have, you you have no idea what i was going through or what my tattoos mean to me yeah. so your opinion doesn't faze me but maybe just quiet next time yeah and it's funny <laughs> people are like oh well what, aren't you worried about like getting a job and i was like trust me like the jobs that i try to go after i will get for my qualifications not because of having tattoos or not like the it's world kind of is a... so different yeah. the world is so different too i mean everyone has a tattoo like you can hide them very easily like i have gg on my face yeah oh do you like yeah i have gg underneath my eye and then i have the hunter's mark on the other side of my face see but... i didn't even know that i know that you had the neck tattoo mm -hmm. and obviously your arms and your legs are covered my but hands yep yeah and hands and all that but yeah but it's also like what who gives a shit <laughs> yeah like, why are you so worried that's the thing it's like i don't like imposing my opinion or will on other people Based exactly. off of something as trivial as like whether or not you have a tattoo or not and what I think yeah. about it. Like, that's and like I, I'm not going to judge you if you have, you know, roses and thorns all wrapped around your arms and it doesn't look that good. I don't care. I think it's cool that you got your yeah. tattoo. That's great. I mean, obviously, if you have something that offends someone, yeah. okay, then I'm maybe I'm not going to be like, oh, hey, man, that cool swastika tattoo yeah, you have. That's no. sick. <laughs> no, if you have a swastika tattoo, I'm beating you with a bat, okay? I'm going to be like, hey, um, there's this game Wolfenstein. I just yes. want to let you know we're going to murder <laughs> a bunch of Nazis. all the Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw a great post that someone's like, you don't have to wait for racist to be statues to throw them into the river. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do just do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's stuff like that. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm I'm five one. I'm a very small female. Like, mm -hmm. obviously, um, people have told me they are very intimidated by me when they first meet me because of my tattoos, and then they get to know me and they're like, "Oh, you're just a huge weave nerd." <laughs> like, who cares? And like, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't have I I have some maybe offensive ones. Like, I have like a little devil shadow puppet mm -hmm. on my ribs, and then I have. I don't have you seen Neon Genesis Evangelion? Oh, of course. Of okay, course. so I have the nerve symbol on my on my thigh, but it says mm -hmm. perv. Oh that oh my god, that's <laughs> genius. So like I have ones but they're hidden. Like I'm right. not I don't wanna offend anyone. Whether I like it or not, it's not my place to make someone feel uncomfortable. Everyone should feel welcome you know unless you are a racist then exactly yeah i'll ruin your day <laughs> and i think i had pointed that out in one of our first episodes like i want the show to be for everyone 
Yeah. Unless you're a racist or like a misogynist or of anything along that ilk. Like, yeah, yeah. no, I, I have no issue telling people that I don't want them here. I know that a lot of people being a female that, you know, loves video games to the extent that I do love them, you know, working at GameStop and stuff like that. Like, I get crapped on all the time by males. Like, I honestly do. Even females, you know, they come into my store and, you know, will talk down to me and stuff like that. Like, I get that a lot, but it's just whatever. Like, yeah, it's so <laughs> I'm going to like what I like and you'll get over it. One of the things that I dislike most because I love gaming more than anything. I yeah. Think. I think it's like my biggest passion. And I know that just how I'm passionate for it, there are other people that are just as passionate, if not more, than me. Yeah. And I always noticed that trend of like whenever there was a woman in the gaming sphere, like, oh, well, what games did you play growing up? I was like, all right, well, you're not asking the guys what games they played growing up for the sake of them validating the fact that they enjoy games. You're just taking these extra dumb steps because you're like, oh, there's no possible what there's no possible way of like, why not? Why is that such a uh, an inconceivable thought to you? And why does that offend you? Like, that's always the the, like weird fragility that I notice where it's like, what about a female enjoying games as much as you do, if not more offends you? And why? I think you should really reflect on more on why you feel that way instead of the fact that this person is just enjoying what they enjoy. I mean, maybe they should just get good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the same thing. So when people come in to GameStop and, you know, they go, oh, do you actually play games or are you just, like, here to look cute and sell things? Like, okay, if you want to go pick up one of those Dark Souls games yeah. and maybe – or Bloodborne, I was like, I'll give you my PSN right now. I'm going to invade you. I'm going to ruin yeah, your day. I'm going to fucking murder your life. <laughs> like, how... you don't understand. I'm going to ruin it. <laughs> yeah. How many Platinums do you have? Um, I actually just have the two, uh, Dark Souls 3 and Bloodborne. Those are the only ones mm. that I have, like, sought out. You say just the two, but those are two very <laughs> difficult Platinums. It's like, oh, yeah, I just have two Ferraris. <laughs> like, you're like, yes, but you have, yeah. I'm mm. not really a trophy hunter. Um, I think trophies are great. And, it and I mean, the same thing with finishing a Dark Souls game or Bloodborne. It's It feels very good. But I, I'm never someone that's like, hmm. I think I'm going to platinum this game. Like, I definitely take my time with games. Yeah. Like I told you before on our first conversation, I did 100% had a full boyfriend. So, like, I also don't. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Had a full boyfriend, for those of you who don't know, is 2017's best pigeon dating simulator. Um, I remember playing that in my apartment in New Orleans. I still had an apartment. This is before me and my girlfriend actually moved in together. And we're sitting there and one of my friends came over and i'm sitting there and i mean i've said it on the show before so it doesn't really matter i'm kind of just like smoking a joint and he comes over he's like what are you playing and i was like had a full boyfriend he's like what i'm like had a full boyfriend it's like what is it i'm like well it's a pigeon dating simulator and he's like what i'm like i'm a pigeon right now trying to date other pigeons yeah yeah he's like why i was like because they're pigeons (laughs) like so that's one of the other things that stuck out to me when we had first talked 
because you also play these really obscure niche games. Oh yeah, and I, I love like, them. This is great. I'm like, this is great. Someone else gets it. Someone else gets the. <laughs> I, I had to sit there and explain to someone on why I played Dream Daddy, a dad dating simulator. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and it's great. I was like, just save me the, the the trouble of having to do that. I'm at this at this point. I'm I'm 29. I'll be 30 in April. Mm-hmm. I just. I am open to everyone liking whatever they want to like. Yes, I do troll a lot of Xbox players. I do that a lot. Like, I can't even help it anymore. Yeah. But other than that, That's okay. They're not even listening to this because they're (laughs) buying batteries at CVS for the controllers. Oh, yeah. That's right. Did you see that the PS5 is like 90% of pre-order sales right now? I did. I read that earlier today (laughs) and I was like, yeah, tell me something else I don't know. Exactly. Um, But yeah, like, I... You know, everyone likes what they like. Whatever you need to play to get you out of your head and just calm down is fine. I'm so open about the weird stuff I'm into. Like, you give me any game with a cute girl, I'm mm-hmm. buying it. I don't yeah. care if it's good or bad. I'm buying it. <laughs> oh, I've bought so many. Ter- so back on the PS2, there was this game. I believe it was called Oni. And mm-hmm. the only reason I bought it was because there was an anime-esque style girl on the cover. She had like a what looked like almost like a solid snake style suit, and she just had two guns. Yeah, and I was like, "That's all I need to know. That's all <laughs> I need to know." And I bought it. Yeah, done. Was the game good? Probably not because I don't remember it. But did I enjoy it as a kid? Probably. <laughs> but you know, that's really all I needed back then. I um I bought an import version of Lollipop Chainsaw for my PS3 because oh. it came with an exclusive outfit. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Not gonna lie. A lot of Paul Chainsaw is one of those where I was like, oh, so we're just we're just throwing everything out there. <laughs> yep. It's so much fun. That game was so much fun. It's stupid fun. Yeah. And it's funny because someone was like, oh, yeah, the... Because I was just about to ask you as a joke. I was like, oh, so, so tell me what it's like being a girl in gaming. Because uh, one of the things we had talked about was like how I feel that a lot of people will have that conversation with women. And I was like, do you not realize how reductive that is to just be like... Hey, you're a woman. You yeah. play games. I mean, so tell I me think about that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think if, you know, you're someone like you who is very, you know, has their eyes out for everything, you know, realizes this stuff does happen. Um mm. this is, you know, in not all cases, not not everyone is treated badly and stuff like that. I'm sure like it's ex- it's exhausting. Like I don't know why I have to prove myself to you. Like Yeah. I like what I like, and that's fine. Um, I'm going to talk a lot of crap. Like, <laughs> I don't, it's, I don't know. Everyone just do what you like and get leave over people it. people alone, yeah. Just yeah. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Let me play my dad dating simulators. Exactly. I'm for, like, a really obscure, I remember I was on Steam, and I was playing Doki Doki Literature Club. Mm-hmm. And, mind you, my, what's the best way to put this? My presence would not really give off as someone who plays these really obscure games see i love that though i love that so much my you know i'm a really big fan of like underground hip-hop uh like a lot of old school stuff too i'm also like diehard uh 80s music fans like synthwave and all that which you Mm -hmm. would probably not guess about me either um because when you see me on like my days off i'm in like basketball shorts and some sneakers some jordans or something and 
and my headphones on and you would never guess hey this dude is dating pigeons on the playstation you know like um, i love it yeah but it's it's great it's like my dirty secret that like now i just told everyone who's listening including like the one person in bangladesh and the one person in france shout out to you once again um for listening and holding us down I mean, yeah, like, I mean, you've seen my Instagram. I am so open about all the things I like, you know, whether whether it comes to, like, video games or how heavy I'm into, like, hentai and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so open, and I think everyone should feel that way. Like, everyone should be able to have their space where they can, you know, talk about whatever they like you know as long as it's not hurting anyone else of course as long as it's like it meets the the standards of like what is legal yeah exactly (laughs) and it's you know consent if it's involved with other people like do what you Mm -hmm. do enjoy what you enjoy play what you want watch what you want to watch like i just don't i never found it in myself to care deeply about what other people are doing because it has nothing to do with me so exactly that's why i get so kind of like frustrated when i see someone that's like oh how can you how can you watch this or how can you play that it's like why do you care like no one like here's the thing i i fucking hate golf golf is like (laughs) the most boring thing in the world to me (laughs) and like how the fuck does anyone like golf and also there's like a pretension with golf because if we're being real you need to have money to play it like let's yeah, be honest you need absolutely. to have money to play it so that's or why you I... need to have you know your supporters paying for your trips exactly you need to <laughs> have me paying my taxes to you so you can go instead of doing your fucking job you asshole yep but you know obviously whatever anyway so i that's why i've never really liked golf because there's like a pretension to it mm-hmm. and i was like oh you're wearing these like all of you look the same all of yeah. you are like wearing your hideous shorts and polo combinations you don't look healthy from sitting in the sun for so long. You look like a purse. <laughs> and and how dare you talk to me because I'm going to play Mount Your Friends on Steam, <laughs> you know, or something like that. So don't you judge me, you asshole. Who do you think yeah. you are? I am. That's who. <laughs> I love it. I fucking hate golf. <laughs> I fucking hate golf so much. Except everybody's golf, which is a great PlayStation game available on sale now in the Big in Japan sale. Are you working for PlayStation? Because that was a good shout out. I fucking wish. All right. Let me have, give me a bullshit title. Like brand recognition sheriff. You know, something <laughs> cool like that. Are you kidding me? I'll spray paint PlayStation on all the buildings in downtown Fort Lauderdale. I'll do it. I have spray paint. I have multiple, multiple cans of spray paint. I'm really good friends with like our PlayStation rep. He's, uh. he's, he's just a good human. But it's funny because I'm pretty sure I might be a bigger PlayStation fan, like whether it comes to my clothing or just like how I will fight till my yeah. last breath talking about PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, here, sit down. Uh, let me tell you some, uh, let me, let's talk about Fat Princess real quick. Yeah. Like, what, where are you? I'm like the Jehovah's Witnesses on the street. <laughs> exactly. Like, knocking on your door, be like, hey, uh, when was the last time you played little big planet yeah exactly yeah actually mine was the other day but yeah <laughs> yes i was playing little big planet on the vita i love little big planet it's so fun it's like the most innocent fun i can have it's because i'm not killing anything i'm just you know yeah that's actually a game that i platinumed on my brother's ps3 oh, when nice. i didn't have one um i i vouch for Sackboy mm-hmm. all day every day mm-hmm. i think it's great i'm excited for uh Sackboy's big, big adventure, adventure. Yep. Yeah, excited about that. Let me ask you this, because you, everything you've we've talked about so far would lead me to believe that you would have a, a good opinion on this. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale? 
I actually never played it. I thought about picking it up, but I have never played it. Okay. Okay. Well, now you, you just get it now. You would just have to go on to the Vita and get it because uh, you can <laughs> no longer purchase it online. But I was like, I was, I was like on the front lines taking the bullets for this yeah. game. Cause like, it's good. It's good. This is the Smash competitor. It's going to murder Smash. No one's going to give a shit about Smash anymore. Why? Because we have Nathan Drake fighting uh, Sackboy, who's also fighting the original Kratos, who's actually fighting Kratos, who for some reason is fighting Raiden from Metal Gear Solid Revengeance. <laughs> and we all know Sackboy obviously won. Yeah, Sackboy, <laughs> I mean, he, he, stood, he stood tall, which I didn't know that the main villain in that game, I think his, I forgot what his name was, but he was supposed to be one of like the original PlayStation mascots. Mm. And they took him and they made him the boss in the game. He was supposed to be like the original. He was like this polygonal head with like spikes on his head that made him look like he had hair. And he was like one of the, he was supposed to be like one of the icons for PlayStation. Oh, um, dang. And they just never, never shot it through, which I'm glad because the design is kind of weird. Anyway, yeah, I was so ready for PlayStation All-Stars to like take the world by storm. And it took only my world by storm. So <laughs> that was that was pretty sad. That and Wake Up Club. I was like, this is the revolution. Uh, Wake Up Club was like a sleeping app on the Vita that you could basically set alarms. And it would give you rewards based on how well and how quickly you woke up. And with the location sensor on the Vita, it could show you how people in your area were doing. And yeah, it was, oh God, I feel like I keep bringing the Vita up. This is, this is bad. Because it's God tier. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Every time I see someone with a switch, I want to smack it out of their hands. I'm like, here, you need to play, play, play Little real Big system. Planet Kart Racer, <laughs> you know? Uh, I do. So I... I didn't care about the Wii. I didn't care about the Wii U. Mm -hmm. I was very iffy about the Switch when yeah. it was first announced. And then I saw the developers that were coming out with games for the Switch. And I was like, shut up. Yeah. What? Excuse me? The I can play Dark Souls on yeah. the go? The Switch <laughs> kind of took over the indie scene, I feel, from the yeah. Vita. Because the Vita, indies were what were, were keeping it alive. And there's so many great games that started on the Vita Wakamelee was uh you know uh shout out to oh god I can't believe I'm, I'm I'm blanking on their name the same people who do Severed I believe they they were really releasing like top tier games on mm -hmm. the Vita like these indie titles and they were kind of keeping it alive for me because I played so much Binding of Isaac on the on the Vita that like my eyes were bleeding <laughs> and, so good yeah oh it's such a great <laughs> game and it was just I would love to look back in time and I was like, if I could redo history and re-release the Vita, how would I re-release it? I was like, first of all, let's get rid of the rear touchpad. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Only a few games used it. And even the ones that did, didn't use it all that well. Yeah. Let's get rid of the rear touchpad. Let's get rid of the GPS and like network features. Mm -hmm. Cut down on some of the costs and then let's have more support for more titles. The fact that we were supposed to get, I believe, a Bioshock game on Vita, and that never happened. We were also supposed to get a new Infamous game on Vita, and I don't think that happened as well. We did get Killzone, and then we did get an Uncharted game, because we got yeah. Golden Abyss. So, and then there was obviously Little Big Planet Vita, but the main staples there, I just, I, I love to think of what could have been, like the Bioshock game on the go, that would be incredible. I, I do think, I mean, like you were just saying, the problem with, like, why the Vita really wasn't that big is because it didn't have those those big titles. Yeah. Um, and I'm not someone, like, I've never played an Uncharted game. 
I yeah. don't care for them. I've never played God of War. Just something I'm not super into. Yeah. So I think that it would go to a different crowd as well as the other titles. You know, the imports and things you can download and stuff like that that are awesome and yeah. I can't speak high enough about. Yeah, the fact that um, the PS Vita just has all my favorite PlayStation 1 games loaded on it. Yeah. Like, that's incredible. Like, yeah, like, I prefer to play Chrono Trigger on my Vita rather than a DS, so... Yeah. <laughs> I still am playing Legend of Dragoon, Sony, I know you're listening, <laughs> I know we're on your radar, Shuhei Yoshida, you in particular. I want you to I mean, listen to these words. Where uh, is the my same... Legend of Dragoon remake? Hello? Okay. Anyone there? Where? <laughs> All right, I'm tired of waiting. I gave you a chance. I gave you a chance on the PS2. I gave you a chance on the PS3. And now the PS4. You're telling me four years later, I still don't have my Legend of Dragoon remake, but we're going to re-release GTA V on the third console now because it was on PS3, PS4, and it's available on PS5. Come Ugh. on now. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, and the same thing like we're talking about if they had different titles for the Vita and stuff like that, it would bring a different crowd. It's the same thing with the Xbox. Like, you can like what you like. That's fine. If you're going to mm -hmm. debate with me about it, um, I'm going to win. Prepare but, yourself. <laughs> but the thing is, I was having this conversation with my friend the other day about the Xbox what, Series X. Is that what it's called? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Was it not clear that there was a difference between the Xbox <laughs> X and S and then Series S and Series X. Was that a little bit confusing? <laughs> so those things or whatever, like Jesus. it's <laughs> exactly so much. I exactly. hate the naming convention for Xbox so much. Well, just so you know, when pre-orders came up, a lot of people were buying the original Xbox one. <laughs> yeah. I read an article that said like one X sales were up like 700%. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I'm not going to take that away from them because that's great. How many of those are mistakes, though? <laughs> well, how many of them are mistakes and how many have been returned? Yeah. So I was like, huh. It almost seems like when you have two different generation consoles that are named almost identical, that that's kind of confusing to some people. Yeah. Nintendo did the Wii and the Wii U, and that was a little bit confusing. Yeah. But I think they've done a good job. Obviously, Sony has done a good job because they're just like one, two, N three, four, numbers. Five. Yeah, work. easy, easy peasy. Try them. <laughs> but the thing with like the Xbox, um, I was having this conversation with a friend, and I, and I was just saying, it doesn't make sense to me to spend that money on a console when all those titles go to PC. Yes. That doesn't make sense to me. And then someone was like, well, you know, some people may not want a PC. It's like, no, I get that. I, I do understand that. I was like, but in the long run, I think it would be better if they did get a PC. And I was like, but I do understand that an Xbox is, you know, for lack of a better term, a family console. It really is. Yeah. Um, especially if you already have a Switch and you want something else or if you have no interest in the Switch. Yeah, because my whole thing with it is they seem to kind of be going down that route of we don't care where you play our games. We just want you to play our games. Exactly. And if that's true, then that's perfectly fine. I think that that's really cool. I'm not going to, you know, talk negative about them for that. But then it's like you said, I have a pretty good gaming PC. Yeah. Why would I buy a four or $500 console when... I can buy your games on here and then, because, you know, I'm not really big on keyboard and mouse. Mm -hmm. I can just buy one of your controllers and hook it up to my computer. 
you can do that. You can get, uh, what are those, the Chronos Plus or whatever, yes. little adapter thing. You can get those. You can play whatever controller you want, but it's just like it's going to run better. You're probably going to get, you know, modifications if you want modifications. So it's just like you're shooting yourself in the foot, honestly. Yeah, and it, it, that's great if you know you're trying to expand, but I just don't. I never really cared about Halo. Same. And I never really cared about Gears of War. And with the exception of those two things, I, I liked Forza because, like I said, I'm, I'm a car guy and I like racing games. But, and now, of course, with the purchase of ZeniMax Studios that gives them Bethesda and its software and all these other, you know, developers, and they have a lot of things under their umbrella now. But I'm curious to see because I don't think that Doom Eternal took the world by storm. I know that the Outer Worlds did not take the world by storm. Wolfenstein New Blood, I don't think, took the world by storm. So you have these titles, yes, and I think that's honestly great for anyone who does have an Xbox. But I'm just wondering if we're putting too many eggs in that basket because I don't feel like a lot of those titles mean what they used to. So I'm just curious about that. Well, so I did buy an Xbox, and the reason I bought it was for Rare Replay. So I could play Conker's Bad Fur Day and not spend $60 on an N64 cartridge. <laughs> yeah, I have an N64 somewhere. I don't have any connections or controllers for it. Yeah, that so... was the only reason. And to this day, I regret spending that money because oh. there was nothing else on that system I wanted. Yeah, I had an Xbox One for a while. On one of the episodes I talk about when I got my 360, it was just always something with the console that Mm -hmm. made me root against it because just from my personal experiences. But I'm curious, with Game Pass, EA Play now included into Games Pass, I want to see what it looks like. I do. Yeah, absolutely. You want to hit me where it hurts? Make a remake of Fallout New Vegas and keep it Xbox exclusive. Yeah. And then I'll be like, okay, that kind of sucks because I would like to play that. But I think with the amount of money they've spent just acquiring ZeniMax Studios, they're going to want to maximize profits. So mm-hmm. why would you limit it to just your console when you yeah. know that in terms of sheer numbers, your console sells like a third of what PlayStation does? Exactly. So that's kind of how I look at it. And I know people are going to be like, oh, you PlayStation fan. Well, yes. <laughs> so what? Numbers <laughs> don't lie. Okay. <laughs> I've just then I know some people, you know, just like the Apple Android thing, it's it's the same thing. You know, people like what they like, that's fine. But I'm only gonna talk shit when I know I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Xbox. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because uh I don't know how you justify going into a console generation. We're gonna call it twenty twenty one. Even though Mm -hmm. we're coming out in 2020, let's call it 2021. It's the last two months of the year, okay? So Mm -hmm. it's fair to say 2021. That I still need to buy AA batteries to put into this fucking controller. (laughs) Like, well, you can buy an adapter. Oh, great. Something else I have to buy. Yeah, those are like 30 bucks for the Xbox One. So I wonder what there will be now. And they're like, oh, well, you know, what about PlayStation controllers always dying? I was like, yeah, but I don't have to constantly keep running to CVS. Or I say CVS because it's really the closest store near me. Like, I live downtown, which kind of sucks sometimes because there's no, like, little corner stores or anything like that. No, it's like a downtown CVS. Everything is overpriced. Yeah. There's a Ulta section in CVS. (laughs) Our Publix, which is our grocery store, has a Starbucks in it. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just here to get, like juice and like maybe a couple of Bic lighters and maybe like a Reese's peanut butter cup like (laughs) can I just get that stuff thank you and Listerine 
the blue Listerine is probably my favorite. I don't know why I said that, but I'm just Listerine. Just so everyone knows, everyone said to him um, a bottle of blue Listerine, please. Blue specifically, the largest one you can find. Listerine kills 99.9% of bacteria in your mouth. Uh, put it in your mouth. Good sponsorship. Let's go. Yeah, I'm going to try to get the most obscure sponsorship. Epson printers, the best laser jet printers on the market. Now with the new T3800 series, you don't have to worry about running out of toner. Fucking buy it. Um. I mean, the same thing with the controllers is just like, you can change those settings for your PlayStation controllers. Like, turn the fucking light down. You don't need that bright. You don't need that. Like, your controller will be fine. I've... I play games for so long sometimes that I don't usually run into that problem or I just get a long cable. Yep. Like, you don't have to leave. Or get... I know it's going to sound weird because it's going to sound like, oh, because not everyone is obviously in the financial position to buy multiple controllers. But yeah, when a couple of times throughout this generation, like usually during Black Friday or someone gifted me like uh, like a $20 Best Buy gift card or something like that, I would basically try to get a if I could get a controller for like 20 or 25 bucks I'd pick one up yeah absolutely and they have new colors and stuff like right now I have a purple one a gold one and a black one so when I'm playing I always have one of those other two controllers charging mm-hmm. so I just swap it out and then boom so yeah, I would that's... always much ra- I would if you ask me I would rather have a controller that dies a little bit quicker but that I get to recharge instead of having to buy an additional charging pack for it or yeah. have to put fucking batteries in it like it's a goddamn alarm clock in 94. Yeah, and I mean, I guess I'm the same way. Like, I understand not everyone, you know, has the money to, like, dish out for other controllers. But, like, over the time I've had my, my PS4 even before, because I have the translucent blue one. So oh, so good. I have the, I have the <laughs> crystal white one, and then I broke it. Yeah, so, like, even before getting that, I've pretty much always have had three controllers, So I have the purple, I have the 20th anniversary PlayStation, and then my translucent blue. And I understand that, like, not everyone needs those controllers. Like, heck yeah, I don't, because I don't play a lot of couch co-op games. Right, exactly. Um, But if you see one cheap, like, just take it up. Just grab it. Buy it. Buy it. It's smart. I mean, the cables are pretty cheap, too. You can, even if you wanted to support Amazon, you can just get one off Amazon pretty cheap. wherever i tend to try to always go to like the ebay route first because i'm like i could probably get it just as cheap on ebay Uh, i'll get it from someone and then i'm like giving someone money directly exactly yeah i'm somewhat of a hypocrite because despite the fact that i you know the whole money power structure that amazon is i was like yeah i would rather give my money to like people who actually need it mm-hmm. um but then i would be lying if i said i didn't also use it because it was convenient at least in my area oh no so... i i definitely agree i mean um like i said i have an of and stuff and like they have some type of thing with amazon where you put your wish list on your page or whatever mm-hmm. so it's just like i don't want to support but it's the the life that we're in now it's hard not to support because they are literally taking over the world yeah they make it so that you almost have to rely on them yeah which this episode by the time you're listening to this particular episode you would have heard the previous one but in the previous episode before this one i talk about how i was you know i kind of got back into playing Yu-Gi-Oh. so i wanted to buy some actual physical cards and i was gonna go to amazon and just buy like a booster box of a bunch of different packs Mm -hmm. but instead i found like a card shop you know was it convenient to drive 30 miles to the card shop and spend ten dollars more 
No, but I had a good time driving there. I was having a pretty good time until something, an incident happened at the store, which you'll hear about it when you hear the next episode. But I would much rather hand my money to this local business that needs it. And the guys there were super helpful. They were super cool. They're like, hey, if you're looking for this, don't worry about getting this pack. Get this one instead. It'll be better for what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. My thanks. So if given the choice, I always try to do that. And then sometimes I'm like, okay, Amazon has like spray bottles and I just have a puppy. So sometimes I need spray bottles for like cleaner and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's 94 cents for like a spray bottle. So, yeah, you know, obviously. I mean, it's in your situation whatever is the best you know like we always take care of yourself first so you know if you're saving some money then that's awesome especially with your family and stuff like that so that's always good i mean i don't look down on people that you know support a lot of those places and stuff like that unless it's like some company that was like against the blm movement yeah yeah then it's then it's a big problem and we're gonna fight yeah (laughs) because at this point i'm just ready to fight about everything because same (laughs) i understand that there is a high road but taking the high road only works when everyone i feel is discussing things and talking about the same issues on the same playing field and we clearly are not so now now we have to take different approaches to these situations so yeah (laughs) i can say that but bye dualshock 4 uh dualshock 4 uh, wireless controller for PlayStation 4 defines this generation of play, uh, combining revolutionary features and comfort with intuitive <laughs> precision controls. Buy it. Buy it. Please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Kelsey, we've been going on for about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Is there anything, and I don't want you to think that I'm trying to do the like Emmy music that dick- takes people off of the stage. Um, is Bye there, forever. Yeah. Is there <laughs> is there anything that you want to touch on before we we leave today? Any experiences you want to talk about? Anything that you want to just shout out? It could literally be. Please feel free. Um, I definitely wanna. I mean, we've had this conversation before about mental health in video games and how mm-hmm. it has definitely saved us, um, especially with you know uh, mental health awareness and everything like that. I definitely want everyone to know to take time for yourself if you have to be selfish and focus on you and taking care of you just do it pop in a video game whether it's dark souls or not yeah dark souls or dating sims whatever um just take the time yeah i could not agree more i actually mentioned that on the previous episode every episode that we do we usually try to have a topic but last week i told dylan's like let's just kind of get together and see where it goes so we didn't really Mm -hmm. talk about anything in particular we do discuss about how sometimes you just need to de- decompress and wash away the troubles that are going on. Because trust me, in the year 2020, when we have a, a shit government and we have corona being a thing, and then there were the murder hornets <laughs> coming here, trust me, there is enough things out there to keep you down. The beginning of the year started with like World War Three. Do you remember that? Yeah. Which I was like, like, what? Oh, oh. Okay. What's happening? Yeah, this this year's been rough. This like, year fucking sucks. This yeah. year fucking sucked. Everyone's okay. exhausted. Everyone's drained. And I think everyone just needs to know that take care of yourself. Take care of your friends, your family. But just make sure you're good. Yeah. Because it's that, tough. Especially in a year like this, I think, it's, I think everyone has earned the right to be a little bit selfish. If yeah. it comes to the regard of making sure that you're okay because yeah, if you're absolutely. not in a great place whether it's mentally physically emotionally then you can't really 
you know, it's exhausting to do things for others. I'm not saying yeah. that you have to do things for others if you don't really want to. It's okay to really focus on yourself and make sure that you're good because at the end of the day, that's who you answer to, yourself. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Just be honest, you know, if you can't help someone out, just let them know, like, if you're comfortable with what you're going through, just let them know and I'm sure they will respect, you know, everything that's happening. Yeah. And I think that that's really, I love kind of preaching the message of like, acceptance and inclusivity for the show because i don't really see it as much as i want to like yeah absolutely the shows that i listened to started to change and i remember expressing my opinion on that on one of the boards for one of the shows that i follow and someone kind of like snobbishly or like you know kind of uh retaliate in a retaliatory fashion was like oh well then make your own show and then part of me was like huh yeah okay (laughs) and i've been wanting to get this podcast started for like years years and then when corona hit i I told myself why not now yeah i have no experience recording or editing whatsoever everything that i've learned i've learned the hard way or through youtube videos or through other people i know who do podcasts and i try to deliver an original product i'm not trying to give you the recycled stuff you hear on other video game podcasts. I want to give different perspectives. This is why I like having people like you on the show because I want people to share their experiences with us and because I really just truly enjoy this like like no other thing. Absolutely. You know, I have a really weird work life where my work life has nothing to do with what I'm passionate about. So this is like my chance to to basically immerse myself in what I, I truly love. And yeah, I mean, and on that note, like doing that, there's uh, there's a lot of people I know that don't do anything with video games and absolutely love video games or absolutely love this and that and don't get to do it on a daily basis. So I feel like having this show and being able to connect with those, you know, same people in those same situations is very helpful and, you know, people can connect with us. Yeah, and that's that's really what I try to just always be. It's like, be good. Just yeah. it's not hard. I, I'm I'm 100% sure convinced that being compassionate towards one another is a lot easier than just being a dickhead. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and being confrontational. Like when I voice my opinions on certain things, even when it's in like certain, which is weird because I listen to this one guy, uh, Colin Moriarty, and there's like some controversy behind him. And just because of some events that happened with uh, the company he was with before he went off and started his only thing. I'd be lying if I said I didn't love his content, but I know that there's some stuff there. And I was a part of like the Facebook groups for his podcasts and stuff like that. And a lot of people in certain groups, I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I just don't really agree with this. And anytime we had a conversation, I tried to go in with the open mind mentality. And then, of course, it always turns out the same of like just ignorant back and forths and then that's when I decided I was like okay I don't want to be a part of this anymore like I still listen to the podcast yeah. I don't engage with any of the people and I'm just saying everyone because of course we have to you know take that into consideration but at the same time it's like look I think I think I'm just over the bickering over dumb shit absolutely you know I'm over it so that's why I'm not gonna spoon feed you on why this is not acceptable anymore because you should yeah. already know that so that's why I just kind of have a low tolerance for some stuff like that No, yeah, I definitely feel that. I mean, I feel this year I've been very confrontational because I am just angry all the time over things that are happening. And sometimes, you know, I'm instantly confrontational and then I go back and I'm like, oh, dang, I handled that so bad. But I feel like as long as you're, you know, checking on yourself and, you know, being like, hey, 
I was wrong, you know, yeah. taking accountability and stuff like that. It takes time, but it's worth doing in the long run, no matter what. Yeah, certain things I'm not going to try to say, oh, well, let's go into an open mind. If you're coming at me saying about how you don't agree with any sort of like BLM stances or any oh, throwing hands. communities like LGBTQ+, <laughs> like that's just not up for debate. Like, yeah, absolutely. Don't be dumb. We're just all people. And it, it's literally like I, I don't have time to argue with you about stuff like that because there's no sense in arguing what should just be straight common sense. There's no reason. I mean, it's not a political stance. It's human rights. <laughs> yeah. And I'd love when people are like, oh, well, don't make everything political. I was like, things like basic human rights aren't political, you idiot. Like, yeah, we just all should be treated equally, like literally equally. <laughs> yeah. So I trust me, I've had enough of those arguments turn into fights, turn into whatever. But so, yeah, Kelsey, I think I'm I'm super thrilled to have you on the show. I appreciate um, it. I love I'm, this. I'm happy that we were able to do it. I know that our schedules seemed a little bit different, but I'm glad we both got to get here today on the same day and just yeah. record and you tell <laughs> us a little bit about yourself. I'd be lying if I said that this would be the last time we'd like to have you on the show i would like for you to if we do something like a bloodborne topic or something like that i can't imagine anyone better i do want to have a particular set of series for the show where it's like we focus solely on one game yeah okay Bloodborne is definitely one of those games that i want to talk about because of like how it surprised me and how it really took me and like the month that i was playing bloodborne and even like the month after it i was so obsessed with it listening to videos and breakdowns and people explaining the lore and i was so like filled with joy that i was like i, I found this new thing and it's amazing <laughs> I was listening to the um, the soundtrack the other day, and mm -hmm. I had to text my friend, and I was literally just like, life is so unfair. How does Bloodborne even exist in this world? Like, it's incredible. <laughs> it's like Bloodborne U 2020 was going to happen. So they're like, why don't we get ahead of it so that you can always rely on us during these trying times? Yeah. <laughs> I would I would love to do that. Um I'm actually currently helping a friend in his Bloodborne playthrough on his stream on Twitch. So it's it's been fun and I can't talk about Bloodborne enough. <laughs> well, that's awesome. We'll obviously look forward to that. I always like to have the guests on the show. Do you want to promote your Instagram or anything like that? You don't have to if you don't really want to. I just like to offer anyone the chance if they do want to do it. So don't feel bad if you don't. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, sure. I, you know, post a lot of video game stuff, a lot of random stuff, tons of weeb stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's O-Kelse, O-H-K-E-L-S-E-H. I love people coming and talking to me about, you know, similar interests. So I'm so open to that. Awesome. So that's, I think, is going to wrap it up for uh, the Game Disorder podcast. I've been the Forte Jorge. She's been Kelsey. And we will see you guys next week with another episode. Uh, hopefully it's good as this one, but I think it's going <laughs> to be pretty hard to, uh, to mash it up. So, hey, guys. Bye.